Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, happy Friday to you, my lovely wife. Happy Friday. Hey, you know what we're talking about? <laughs> Are you just drink, <laughs> drinking a glass of water in the middle of a podcast? <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about? Uh, no, I don't. What are we talking about? For the love of God. Today's episode is about our most effective, only the most effective goal setting strategy that you can apply to any area of your life, including fitness and health. That's all while you were out gulping away. Gulping my water. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Here are the three things they are going to learn. Number one, how and why we begin with the end in mind. Number two, why rituals are important and how to create them. And number three, the number one reason that people either fail or succeed. Rob is the Mac Daddy master of goal setting. The OG. You are the OG of goal setting. And he definitely has a process that he uses. And so we've basically put that process on paper. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So let's talk about the first bullet. The first bullet is how and why beginning with the end in mind is critical. Okay. So look, this is a hat tip to uh, Stephen Covey who wrote the seven habits of amazing people. I don't know what he's got seven habits of everything. I don't know what it's called, but you, you get the idea, right? So we've all heard of him. So it's begin with the end in mind. And I have to tell you that I do not start anything without knowing exactly what I want. I also learned this from Oprah. Oprah will grab somebody, look in their face and go, what do you want? So you have to begin with the end in mind. We think we know what we want, but we don't take that extra step to say, okay, when whatever it is is over and it's at the end, what does that look like? And, you know, habit two, right, is based in imagination. And so this is the envisioning or the manifesting. It's seeing what exactly you want. And there's a mental component to the, to creation before there's a physical co component to the creation. So you have to see it. See it. I like to see it as done. So know what you want. See it as done. And create that vision before you begin to take the actual physical action into it. And I would also go one step further and to say that, you know, we talk about visualization a lot, but we don't talk about the emotional aspect of visualization. So there's, without getting too outer spacey, think about how you want to feel when it's done. So in other words, like, what is the vibration that you're at? So, you know, honey, when I met you, right? You said you weren't getting out of space. Either, gonna, you said uh, vibration. Um, that, that's, that was that, that, well, I said, I don't want to get too out of, out of space. <laughs> so I'm pre-framing you to tell you that I am going to get out of spacey. You know, when I met you, right, this beautiful woman that walks in the room, you're vibrating at a certain level, nice. right? So, <laughs> so I want to be able to, to have that same kind of vibration that I had with you 
in achieving what it is that I want. So in other words, when you weren't there and I thought of you, there was this energy, there was this vibration, there was this frequency, Kimberly, Oh right? my God, this is getting... There was that thing. Well, if you can't get to that, Kimberly, if you can't get there, then you're going to be struggling up this intellectual hill to get to the, you know, the begin with the end in mind idea. You're going to be struggling to get to the end much harder than you would if you really felt how good it's going to feel when you have that. Now, I would argue this. If you can't get to that place of feeling those great feelings of knowing that you have this, it may be a goal that you think you want, but you really are not emotionally moved. So I just want to add that the emotional component of this is super important. Yeah, the emotional component is really important. I think too, if you do have a goal that you're like, yeah, that doesn't move or vibrate me in the way that you said. She said, vibrate me. <laughs> she said, vibrate me. Okay, 16-year-old boy. So yeah, if you if you have that and you're like, okay, so this this goal is not the rocking you know, my world over here, then maybe ask yourself why you want it and see when you achieve that goal, what will you have? What will that do for you? Will it provide freedom? Will it provide security? How will that security feel? How will that freedom feel? Find out what will be achieved by achieving that goal, which is the why. All right. So let's talk about number two, why rituals are important and how to create them. So there's a big difference here, right? Between uh, between rituals and goals. What's your thoughts on this, Kim? Um, okay. So first of all, this man over here is like the habit ritual and we'll use habit and ritual kind of interchangeably. He's the guru of this. And he is the literally the night before. So if you if you planning to go to the gym, right? And you plan your day, you're saying, I'm going to go to the gym. This guy will tell you, get your shoes, get your workout outfit, put it in the bathroom next to your toothbrush. And that will trigger you. That will cue you into the routine, which will get you the reward, which will create the habit, right? I mean, that's, I can't, I can't do much better than that. You've got to have the trigger. You know, there's, there's also some things that you can do if you're, if you're trying to, you know, add something to your life, you can, you can also piggyback it onto a routine. So like you mentioned toothbrush. So if there's something that you're trying to, a new habit, let, okay, so let's use, let's use flossing your teeth. If you're not flossing your teeth and you know you should be flossing your teeth, if you take the floss and you lean it up against your toothbrush and you piggyback the habit, because you already have the habit of waking up and brushing your teeth, if you put the floss next to your toothbrush, it'll create the new habit. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. Once you hardwire the habit in your brain and your brain is like, okay, this, this habit is safe. This habit has been working well for him. I want to make sure that it happens. Your brain adopts it. And once it adopts the habit, if you don't do it, it feels insanely weird and you can't undo the habit. I mean, think of all the other habits, even bad, good habits and bad habits. Once they're hardwired in, it, the hard part is getting them hardwired in. The difficult part is unhardwiring them. Yeah. So one thing, you know, you can use that uh, if you were, let's say, wanting to practice gratitude every day. I know some people, they're like, oh, I, I really need to do this. I really need to do this. Well, if you put a little sticker, let's say, again, near your toothbrush or something that you do do every day, 
And while you're doing that activity, you said things that you're grateful for that would trigger the habit. Or on the other side, if you're trying to break a bad habit, then you can actually cue yourself to break that. So we're getting ready to go to Greece and we're trying to get the abs to show a little bit more. So, you know, summer body goals and all of that. So I literally put a sticky on our wine fridge that said, got abs, hashtag Mykonos. And now you know when you open that cooler, like there's a difference between reading that and knowing your goal and knowing what you've committed to and opening that cooler anyway, you know you're going against it or that cue not being there, that trigger to not do it, to break that habit, not being there. I mean, it makes us sound like an alcoholic, but well, yeah, who listen, doesn't like a glass of wine? Who doesn't at the like end of a glass of wine? You know, I'll tell you, it's, um, I, I started speaking, speaking of that, I started doing fasted cardio in the morning, sort of like to, you know, get ready for the summer, et cetera. So I did my cardio this morning, you know, recovered and then went to the gym. But normally in the gym to warm up, I'll do a five minute, you know, jog to run on the treadmill. Well, I already sort of warmed up because I did sprints this morning. It was so hard for me to get to the gym and get into my workout and not start with a warm up because I'm so much in the habit of doing the warm up. So once you get something hardwired, like I said, it's very, very difficult to undo. And then, so step one when you're doing this and having these rituals is the cue, right? The cue is the trigger for your brain. It tells you what. Uh, what to do. Step two is the routine. And so this is how a habit influences what you do or think. So the cue or the trigger gets you into the routine. And then there's a reward because the reward helps you determine how valuable the habit is. So for us, whether it's fasted cardio or saying no to the glass of wine, the reward is not feeling like a beached whale in Mykonos this summer, right? That's our reward. Here's the thing. Sometimes people will say, I'm going to save my money. And for saving all of my money, like a good little girl, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on a shopping spree. Okay, well, that's the actual opposite of what you're trying to do. In the same way that people are like, well, I ate really good all week long. My reward is going to be a cupcake. Okay, so try to make your reward in alignment with your new habit that you've learned, the new routine. So you go do your workout every single day for two weeks, maybe the reward is a new workout outfit or something along that line. So make your reward in uh, it in alignment, it, alignment with your consist, habit. Consistent with the yes. habit. I love that. Because That's those so good. Are, your rituals and your habits are what is going to create the change. Yeah, I do that all the time. Okay, I'm in, I'm in great shape. You want to go out for cheesecake tonight? He's a, he'll be like, oh my God, my abs are amazing. Come do you want to get pizza? Come on, let's go get some pizza. <laughs> okay, number three, if it's not working, change your damn approach. Oh man, this is Tony Robbins at the best, right? Tony Robbins 101. If it doesn't work, how long are you going to give a, a, a little baby to learn? Well, not a baby baby, but how long are you going to give a kid to tie their shoes? Parents, how long are you going to give a kid? Uh, 10 minutes. Your kid is going to keep trying to tie his or her shoes until they actually tie the shoes. Why? Because they're going to learn. You're going to make them naturally keep changing their approach until they learn how to do it. Well, let's apply the same principle to all the goals you're trying to get. People will say, I've tried a million different things. Nothing works. Okay, name them. And they'll like one, two, what else? Well, nothing. That's it. I've tried everything. I've tried every, You haven't tried everything and you haven't tried a million. You tried two. Keep changing your approach. It is the ultimate success formula. If it doesn't work, 
change your approach, try it again, and eventually it will work. Here's a bonus tip for you. Celebrate your wins, all right? Because this is the thing that people skip. You set the goal, you create the new habits, you do all of that, you change your approach, you push through, you break through that wall, and then you go right on to the next goal. And you act like it didn't even happen. So you have to celebrate that win. I know for me in my business, every time I'm going for a new rank or whatever, I put a bottle of champagne in our little fridge. And I put whatever the goal is on the bottle of champagne. And when I hit that goal, I get to pop that bottle. And that's my celebration. We might do some other things depending on what it is. But at least there's a guaranteed celebration every time for that goal. Train your brain that when you accomplish something, you're going to get a big reward and you're going to get a you're going to get a a little celebration out of it and the next goal is going to be that much sweeter because you know the celebration is there. So I love that. Okay, so the overall lesson is to first see the goal as done, create the habits that are going to create that progress and change your approach as needed and do not skip the celebration. That's it. Have a great week everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.